0: Yeah, we, we we appear to be go. Welcome yeah. to another episode of the Your Mission Pod. Episode thirty five is it? Thirty five. It is thirty five. I knew it was two seventeen, but according to Twitch, it's thirty five. So it's actually thirty six at least.
1: It, it- is thirty five because the previous one we did that we recorded in Texas was a two parter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. The, the conversation was so... I thought maybe um,
0: it wasn't including that yet.
1: So. It was in a full and developed. Like, it could not be contained into one episode, so I split them up. So, yeah, that, so, yeah episode 35. <laughs> one episode we've never aired, and I think I'm completely comfortable never <laughs> c- continuing to not air it. That's fine. At least until whoever we did it about goes on a redemption tour or... I don't know. Apologizes. Like, apologizes, doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Apologizes for going on Tucker Carlson, you fucking idiot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amongst a myriad of yeah, other sorry. Of Yeah, sorry. Other- yeah, no, yeah, that's not to yeah. trivialize
1: the other bullshit, but like that one is just uh th- that's that was the uh, the last candle on the cake right there, man. That was just It's uh, great. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, Kid A. Ah, amnesia. They really Okay. I love this band. Did they really need to do that? What the fuck? I mean, probably that? not. <laughs> that,
2: that's what. Uh, what's that's like? What fucking Elon Musk named his kid? Come on, stop. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're trolling. I'm convinced. But okay, so I guess a little background. They yeah. re-released these two, uh, Kid A, Amnesiac, and in a three-disc or three vinyl release, or three tape, three cassette tape. I think there's a cassette tape version of this now. I think the cassette tape version is four. Okay, four cassettes.
0: Wikipedia, so, there's an extent, like there's another cassette that has some B-side stuff. Really? Which, yeah, which is, you already did a third album with a bunch of B-side stuff. Why didn't you just put those on Right.
1: There? But So Kid A, Amnesiac, and then another disc or another collection of outtakes. Besides yeah. a couple of bonus songs that, from yeah. what I understand, were not recorded in those sessions. So, some of the outtakes were, but I think the two brand new songs were not.
0: Yeah, were new recordings, is the way I understand it.
1: Yeah, and, let me add this, Amnesiac and Kid A were recorded in the same sessions. Mm-hmm. So, I believe that Kid A was... The first sort of release of music from that those sessions, Amnesia came shortly thereafter with more songs from that recording session.
0: Yeah, and, and to back up the idea that these came from the same time, I did see some footage of a sound test from like 98 or 99 with Tom with Tom New York playing Follow Me Around acoustic. So they existed then, at least. Oh, that's interesting. Whenever. Whenever they were recorded, like they at least existed.
1: That's super interesting.
0: Yeah, it was I, I was thinking about including it, but it was a weird recording and it cuts off really short, so
1: Okay. I did not include the two songs in my cut. I and not because I, did I, I didn't like them. I, I not because I didn't like them. I liked them. I think I especially liked Follow Me Around. Mm. And I think the video is actually brilliant. I'm sure yeah. we'll watch it later, but Yeah. But I didn't feel like they fit sonically. Like, I felt like there's, these songs have a sound, which is like oftentimes minimal, cold, distant. And those songs were like, they're almost like acoustic, played on a guitar. I felt like they were a lot warmer. Anyway... It's not that I don't like the songs because I actually really like the songs, but for me, like the way I was thinking about it was, like if I had all all these songs, all the output of their session, and I was gonna put together an album that was coherent, right, from all those songs from that session, like what would it be? And I didn't feel like those fit. That's my hot take for the... uh, I felt like I was, oh, we lost Choma. Oh no, we lost Terma. Oh no, she was like, "Man, that opinion was fucking terrible." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that opinion was terrible. She's um, like,
0: "You know what? There's is two best songs, and it. they <laughs> open it up, so fuck you."
1: <laughs> oh hey,
0: there she is. Hey,
1: hey. Jenny. Yeah, we man. were. I was just talking. Like, I have like my daughter. She, I'm giving her like another. Laptop, like I'm happy to send her laptop to you <laughs> for the purposes of Pod, except your There's bazillion nothing. tabs. <laughs> right,
2: it's not the laptop; it's just all the stuff that's that's on it, which Person is not as fault. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you're
1: saying is the problem is you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and, uh, I'm man enough to admit that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, to to pull in an old phrase, the problem exists between the keyboard and the chair. I need
2: 10 tier. That was 100% me. This this poor MacBook, listen, does admirably. It it deserves an award uh, for what I do to it.
0: Right. <laughs> oh. Deserves a vacation.
2: It really does. It deserves to health be insurance. Retired and put out to pasture where it can play on the farm all day. <laughs>
0: Take it out behind the barn and shoot it in the head. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, what were the fuck were, Oh, I had my controversial opinion. Did you hear that? Yeah. I I had a controversial opinion and then you disappeared, which at first led me to believe goddamn like <laughs> it was a she lot must, more controversial was, than you thought. She huh? really liked those songs. So I was, was saying that the two new songs on the third disc, whatever, if you say the word follow me around, I was saying that I didn't include them in my cut because I felt like oh, they didn't have yeah.
2: they didn't the vibes were di- the vibes were different. Yes, yeah. I felt like
1: the vibes were different. That was my controversial um, opinion.
2: I I am with you on that. I think Follow Me Around, it it sounds like it belongs on a a different, happier album. It belongs on early albums. But if you say the word, I think is at home here, in a way. I feel that way.
0: Hmm. Probably more amnesiac than Kid A, but I agree with that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Listen, I don't know that anything really fits very well on Kid A except for Kid A, but yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. So yeah, even to think about like the tracks on Amnesiac being recorded at the same time, it's, I get why you divided it. It would have
1: yeah. been a really but, weird uh, experience.
2: For sure. Follow Me Around belongs on like their first album. It is it's out of place here. It really is. It's a
1: it, I love both songs. I think they're both great. Yeah. Follow Me Around video is fucking awesome. Okay, controversial opinion number 2.
2: <laughs> Wait, I'm moving I on. love it like you're like no, she just thought that they belo- they both belong here. So strongly, she was like, like
1: Yep, sorry. Right. These make the
0: album, motherfucker. I'm
2: out. Like podcast to... canceled. Oh yeah, find another third. You're, like Chris is stubbing in. I'm like tagging Chris.
0: Like... That would be really funny if like like he makes a controversial statement and you just walk over to Chris, hand him the laptop, but then. <laughs>
2: Nah, you're gonna yeah. have to get more controversial than I'm not sure they belonged on this album. Okay. You're gonna All have right. to really okay. shit talk songs I love dearly. Okay.
1: <laughs> I controversial opinion number two. Okay. I don't really nice like segue. I don't really like Amnesiac. And I included not too many of those songs from Amnesiac on oh. my cut. I it was I, very heavy kidding I don't like the pyramid
0: song. I can say that. You but don't I, I like I don't really it's
1: Dude, that's it's the like, most controversial opinion.
0: <laughs> I, all right. I, it just, for me, it's overplayed. I just can't hear it anymore. It's There's so many times I heard that song when this album dropped that I, it has worn me out. Like, I'm, I've am i moved past it. I can't come back to it yet. I found that I can't come back to it yet. I If I let it play, I tune it out. I don't wow. even hear it when I listen to the album right now. Dude. Like... I I try, like, all the times I listen start to finish, I don't remember anything of the Pyramid song.
2: Both of those things can be true. Like, it can be a good song, and you can, it's also possible to have heard it too much and need time away from it.
0: That's my position. It's not that it's bad. I don't think it's a bad song. I think it was an interesting choice for a single, and at the time that it dropped, I relished every opportunity to hear it, but... Maybe yeah. because of that, I just, hmm. I, yeah, my brain just shuts um, it out right now.
2: That's fair enough. I love it. And I have heard it a lot. And I'm probably closely approaching the point where I'm just going to play myself into needing a break from it. But I just haven't gotten there yet. On the other hand, I'll share my own controversial opinion, which is I don't really care for Kid A that much.
0: With your taste, though.
2: Yeah. And listen, do I really? I like everything in its right place. I like optimistic. But other sure. than that, like, eh. Uh, the rest of it i could leave. So that's fine. I think we all have our our, our own controversial opinions and that's fair to each his own con- to each his own hot take. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the pyramid song thing shocks me. I, I can see it from a get played out standpoint. But yeah. something that yeah. I, I i when i was listening to the record, i found this video which we should watch. It's pretty brief, but it's like the video is like what time signature is the pyramid song in? And yeah, I think I, Did Vox put that out? I, I don't or know. I think that's a different song. There. I think it's just some guy. And he... So it turns out it's in 4-4. But explain that to me. Because it doesn't sound like 4-4. And anyway, I was blown away. And I was like, wow, this is genius. The way... The unusual structure of this song. It's structured yeah. like a pyramid within the bar. So we should probably watch that video and that certainly yeah. lent a different kind of perspective for me on the song to me the song is devastating and beautiful and like should probably should have been on kid a if you ask me I feel like it's right at home with kid a
2: I think that amnesiac has a mix because like pyramid song and also you and whose army I think those two feel to like those belong together with each other. But then you have like Knives Out and Optimistic, which kind of feel more like pulling a different direction. So I think within Amnesiac, there's like sub goals, I don't know, sub
1: groups, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like
0: the interesting thing with Kid A, so like for me, Kid A at the time and now kind of feels like an album that is in like intentionally strange and made up of what would be filler sounds made into songs maybe um trying to think of a good example and i'm looking at my playlist and not at the actual album or the the track listing but whereas like amnesiac felt like it was a little bit more like traditional album structure friendly when it came out, it didn't feel quite as challenging as Kid A was. But I think that's why I like Kid A a little bit better. I think it's a little... It's a weird space to be in, and it commands your attention, whereas Amnesiac can ebb and flow in and Kid, out of.
1: Kid A set the table, I feel
2: like. I think they came back to it. I think yeah. they came back to that of, I should clarify that. All right, so you had like, their, you know what, we're just going to be weird, and you, and they came out with Kid A, and that's fine, but I agree with you, Lewis, and that... Kid A feels like it has some songs on it, but it also has a collection of sounds and noises that I don't always necessarily consider. It's heavy on things that aren't necessarily very song feeling to me. Like like um, yeah. like the title but track is, it's that, also, is
1: that what you are thinking? One example like the title I, track. I, Kid A. I, I was
2: th- th-
1: but, I was thinking more in
0: limbo or Tree Fingers being in that range. But,
2: but it was also like a little more electronic in in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But. I think that they came back around to doing that, or at least it feels like they did the same thing with King of Limbs, which is not electronic. But they were definitely going for some like, some different stuff. Like, different. (laughs) This is some weird, you talk about weird time signatures, like, King of Limbs is just, it was strange and it took me a while to get comfortable with it. And then once I did, I, I like, really like it, but it took a long time I think, just like, I
1: think, here, here's here's something else do you guys remember okay computer when it came out and yeah so i remember because i think so let me think here the video for
0: paranoid android
1: paranoid android it was such a weird rock song and it was a real rock song but it was so weird and different than what i'd heard and i actually had a friend from like summer camp that I kept in touch with. And I think senior year, I went to hang out with her and she was super into OK Computer and The Benz. And so I became really familiar with all their stuff. And I was listening to all that, to those two records a lot through freshman year in college, which would've been 99. And then Kid A came out in 2000. I remember it, Ryan, I don't know if you remember, but I think it came out in the winter. Yeah, did it come out when you were you and I were hanging out, or we had... No, it came out, it came out, I want to say the fall of two... I don't know, we can look this up, Jesus Christ. No, let's conjecture uh, when the <laughs> album came out. No one, record, no one recorded that. Let's see here. Yeah, fall October of 2000, 2000. Fall of 2000. Yeah. And it came out, and it was interesting, because I feel like it wasn't what people expected. It certainly wasn't what people expected, but I think it was also like immediately, like critically acclaimed and also beloved. Like people, like it's it's one of the rare records where, you know how we were talking about with MGMT, congratulations, the fans didn't come along. Yeah. I think the fans came along for this.
0: Yeah, that that I was thinking about that too, as I've been listening to this over the last couple of weeks. It's, I feel like most bands would make this kind of left turn because this is still a left turn from OK Computer. There's a clear like progression between the bends and Kid A, but Kid A is hard in like the strange sound direction. And yeah, it feels like they didn't lose anybody. They actually probably picked up a bunch of people, which is really wild.
1: What was really interesting too is when this came out. It was I had I had some friends that I some friends in college that I listened to like hip hop with. Like that was our shit. And, and also they educated me on a lot of East Coast hip-hop and stuff like that. And I remember like they came, them, they came over to my room and we were hanging out. And I had Radiohead on. And they were like, what is this? This is cool. <laughs> and I feel like Kid A, because it was a little bit more drum machine oriented, electronic oriented, like it made sense for them. As weird as it was, it made a lot more sense for them. And I remember like Idiotech was like, they were like, what the hell is this? What is this? This is really cool.
0: For me, you and I talked briefly in the week, Alonzo. And like, I was talking about this being like pensive and reflective music. And you're like, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Another way would be depressing. And (laughs) like the thing that I think keeps it less than depressing for me is the percussion. like. The rhythm section of even the more depressing songs has this weird kinda out of place, upbeat component to it that really engages me emotionally in a way that, like, keeps the album from just being, like, oppressively depressing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think this album... I was trying to think of a good way to describe this album vis-a-vis my mental health in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think this album is that, almost... this. Is Kid A, Amnesiac, especially Kid A, is maybe like some kind of diorama, audio diorama of like my depression in that time. <laughs> like my identity crisis and depression in that time, I would say.
0: I, I think that's not inaccurate. I, I can't fully speak for you, but I can feel that. But you say diorama... Did anybody check out the, the Kid A exhibition
1: application? I have it installed on my PC, and we're definitely going nice. to check it out in the after party.
0: Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I at least threw the trailer for it in the uh, after party. Yes. Sadly, I don't have a PS5 yet, so I couldn't check it out interactively there. Totally plan on doing that when I get my hands on one. Yeah. I haven't installed it on the PC yet, but yeah. What bits I've seen seem like a depressing diorama, like a tour through a depressing diorama.
1: (laughs) It's just, it's... Okay, again, I know we're talking a lot about Kid A, but especially Kid A, for me, everything in its right place, the way it starts. And so this was a time when, you know, for me, on a personal level, I just, I had this I had this sense of what I was supposed to be, and then like kind of reality just kept colliding with that over and over again. And so... I felt like the ways that I could reclaim some sort of control was like keeping things tidy <laughs> and clean. And it, that is something that has, pers- you know, persevered to this day. Like, I like keeping my house clean and it makes me feel better. It just makes me feel like I'm more organized and I'm clear of thought and So that song everything in this right place speaks to me deeply they wrote that song and say how the fuck did they know like (laughs) how did they know that that's not fair that how do they know that (laughs) and and again there's like little pieces of different songs right there's this beautiful harp section in a motion picture soundtrack and that It's just almost like an ascension into heaven. It's crazy, I don't know, it's crazy. So like for me, I think part of the reason they, the fans went along is because the fans they cultivated with OK Computer especially were ready. Like they were ready to go along. Like assuming that people that were listening to OK Computer were young, like in their like teens and 20s, right? What came out next follows this sort of journey of, okay, now I'm out in the world, but like all the things that in the 90s we were supposed to have, and like people said that we were supposed to have, and like the people we were supposed to be, like it was not playing out that way. And, (laughs) right? And so like they, they inadvertently or purposefully, I assume accidentally created this sort of artifact for those people that realize, like, oh, wait, like, all this shit is a joke. I I really feel like that. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking. Um, No, it's interesting as, like, an an
0: alt-sci-fi, like, interpretation of, like, presence, like, the present at that time. Like, it was, it's not the, like, flying car, Blade Runner, Demolition Man world. It's darker and depressing, but also, like, technologically capable and like attention grabbing and this just feels isolated and dissonant with this undercurrent of you know symphonic like kind of harmonies it's an interesting like meditative kind of way that it goes in between like dissonance and harmony starting with the national anthem like like listening through Kid A through the first three tracks, once you hit national anthem, it devolves into that weird free jazz piece at the end of it, yeah. and you I, know you're in something different at that point.
1: I really like that free jazz piece, but funny enough, I did not put the national anthem on my cut. Hmm, I um, did for sure. It's okay. I, I tried to keep it. I, I was like aiming for 12, 13 songs, and yeah, I couldn't do that. It's a really cool. No, I I love like the way it breaks down. It's funny. I we were yeah. I was with the kids. We were, we did some groceries in the morning, and I had it on, and they were like, Josephine was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's this band, Radiohead." She's like, "It sounds like elephants being tortured," <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, Josephine, open your no, open just your just mind. Tom
2: York, just Tom York being tortured. That's all.
1: <laughs> yeah. like, just open. John, Johnny Greenwood."
0: Just being tortured.
1: Yeah, they also said that yeah, kid A for them, the title track was also like, "Dad, what is this? Sounds really weird. This is not for them. They're innocent. They don't know yet. Uh, they don't understand yet. The the world is cold, <laughs> cold and uncaring.
0: Comfortable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they don't get it. But that's fine. Don't come around. Good. You
0: know? That means you're doing it. Means you're doing a good job.
1: So far. <laughs> They're not Kid A fans at Nine and six, and that means I'm a good parent, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this makes my cut
0: like this pole revolving doors. I love the like kind of weird, I don't know. It, it feels like I'm stuck in an elevator. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this song or why I find it like appealing, but there's something. And in... again, it's like the percussive beat that runs through it. The fact that it sounds like a tape on loop, the like vocals as just outside of like auditory levels, like it's, I can't understand what they're saying in the way that I enjoy my bloody Valentine. I can't like, I can't dance to the song yet it has a tribal beat, which is, it's an interesting component.
1: They, so they, according to Wikipedia, Look at my deep research. Finally, Tom, somebody does some. Tom York describes the the track as a result of him fucking around with Pro Tools for the first time, huh? And it was assembled from loops recorded in OK Computer sessions. The, the tracks
0: and and I there's so I have both versions of this of my cut because I enjoy True Love Waits as a song, and then when you put True Love Waits over this, it makes my brain do weird things. And I really enjoy it. And same thing with split, like spinning plates. I really enjoyed the original cut of spinning plates, Mm -hmm. but the third disc cut of it, where he's just got his hands on the track and he's writing the vocal melodies and filling them in with just garbled nothingness and then sings the hook. And then I I just, I love that kind of raw nature of like spinning plates. And I think, I think the parts of like Kid A and um, Amnesiac that I really enjoy play on that like dissonant yet like familiar feeling, and yeah, I I guess let's can we talk about Amnesiac or Toma? Can you do you have thoughts? I know we're like we're we, Kid A is not your thing, so take us into Amnesiac. I Toma. mean.
2: Kid A, all right. To be fair, like, a couple songs on Kid A are a lot my thing. It's just that...
0: And it wasn't trying to, write like, down half here.
2: Half of it is... It's fine. So, it's so fine.
1: Jenny, I would guess that this is not on your cut.
2: Uh, which one? This song,
1: sorry. Oh, oh, Revolving Doors? Yeah, the yeah Revolving not Doors. Not. It
2: is not. No, it isn't.
1: And, not. and I, I think... See, here's the interesting thing. For me, Amnesiac has... A bunch of songs like that, also. Yeah. Right? Hunting Bears.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) also on my cut. Um, And and songs like Morning Bell, not on my cut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, that's so interesting. Morning Bell's not on your cut. Because I put Morning Bell as the opening song of my cut, and I put the other version as the closing song.
2: The other version like, is a like very it. good is a very good closer. There's there's no doubt about that. Oh, Listen, we
1: both have the same closer. Perfect. Yeah.
2: yeah Am- Amnesiac also has songs that obviously I cut, and it's not. It's it, it feels hard to quantify. Like every album feels different. It's got its own feel, right? None of them feel the same, but. I think Radiohead, one thing that's like universally for true true for me, for Radiohead, for all their albums, is that every album has songs that I really like a lot, and then it's got songs that I skip. And, and that has always <laughs> been true. That's always been true of Radiohead, and it doesn't matter which one. There's, It's really only a question of how many. Sometimes it's two songs, and the rest of it I'm like, eh, yeah, it's gone. Sometimes it's most of it, like seventy-five percent of the album stays. That's just it is what it is. And Amnesiac isn't necessarily that much better per se. There are a little or a few more songs from Amnesiac on there than there are for Kid A, but there are, there's definitely parts of Amnesiac that I'm skipping too. Yeah. It's not every single song that I'm that I that's making my list here. But it does at least feel a little bit more in my wheelhouse stylistically. It feels like it's closer to Like Kid A is just, it feels like parts of Kid A, chunks of it are just a little bit far out of reach. It's a little too alien, a little too, like, it's not that it's weird because Radiohead is characteristically weird. I'm not bothered by the weirdness, it's that I have trouble recognizing some of this stuff as songs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's so- More so. so. That's interesting. More so. I felt like, for me, I think part of the reason I don't Amnesiac as much is because I feel like it doesn't have as strong songs as Kidday. And so for example, like I think I would say Dollars and Cents, Hunting Bears, there's a bunch of songs where I feel like they're barely songs and mm-hmm. or they're not very memorable. And like for me the arrangements, the sort of cold minimal aesthetic. The blips and the boops throughout both records are really—that's really cool. I really like that. I think it's cool, like that. For lack of a better term, aesthetic is really cool. And so I, I probably wouldn't skip songs on either of these records. Honestly, I would just let it go. Yeah. But yeah. On Kid A, I feel like the songs are a little bit more memorable. Even the weird ones like Kid A or. Three fingers, or any of the
2: other ones. There are yeah, there are some non-memorable on on Amnesiac, but I think that there's like at least four really strong ones on Amnesiac for me, and I think that carries it pretty well for that reason. And that you do get a little bit of the noises, but it comes late. It comes at the end, and it comes like more so in in what the last two, second to last two, and then yeah. some of the less memorable ones, like the other. Earlier, or at least they're at least instruments. Like I recognize them as instruments, so that helps. I don't know. Yeah, but, I, but that's I, a known. That's a known thing of mine. That's a known <sighs> quirk of mine. Well, uh, and that's why
0: with the after-party links, I try to throw in some of the electronic pieces that yeah. this makes me think of that existed at the time, nice and nice. then also a piece that comes much later. That's Brian Eno and Carl Hyde collaboration. Just bring a little bit more into this episode. Cohesion. Like, the thing that I find is that... And this is why... Our, so, like, we didn't... For, if for like, the one person that's paying attention, we changed albums. We, you didn't miss one. Don't worry, there's not a piece of the collection that you're not going to see, <laughs> aside from the one you're not going to see. Like, we were talking about doing Toes for Tomorrow album, and, and it, it's great, but... This dropped, and I forgot it was dropping, and it dropped, and I had spent a week listening to this instead of the album we were supposed to be doing, and then I came clean to the group, and Toma, being the lovely person she is, we can switch. And I was like, ooh, switching. Let's switch, because <laughs> yeah. I'm so, not going to well, stop like, listening to this. Like, it's felt just... like
2: I did like some favor. You said Radiohead, and of course I was on board. Like, sure. That was selfish. That was have, selfish.
1: We haven't done Radiohead on the pod, and Hipster's Delight, but at the same time,
2: this is you a know, great. This sometimes is a
1: right. Yeah, sometimes they're right. That's the thing. See, that's the thing that I wish, like, people that are oftentimes like very sensitive to what everyone else thinks, could just wrap their heads around this. Like, not all hipster music is trash and worthless and sure. inauthentic or whatever it is. You have to. You have to do the research. You have to like listen to this stuff, and some of it's really cool. And this. I don't care who else likes this shit. It spoke to Uh, me deeply in whatever. I I, I, I care more about who doesn't like this. I
0: I want to, (laughs) like, I, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, like, what I was getting at is I'll put on, like you said, Alonzo, there's not stuff I'll skip on my own. I'll put this album on, even with three discs, and it's repeating before I realize it's happened.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything here is great, and there are tracks that, are not on my cut, and some of them are just victims of circumstance. <laughs> I, it's a seventeen track cut, which is not a cut. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's barely a cut. Well, I'm just over. Hey, like, yeah, you,
1: you basically. Yeah. Cut I, it I did half.
0: manage to yeah. cut it in half. Yeah. yeah, but songs like "Optimistic" aren't in there and should be. Songs like "You and Whose Army" aren't in there
1: so, and should be in there. Like "You and Whose Army" is probably my one regret here. I should probably it's figure so out a way to, I should probably figure out a way to fit it in because it is a good song. I good could song. Dro- and I could drop the two new songs and
0: cuz I totally agree there's like re-recording those tracks for this release meant it, it they don't sound like they were done at the same time. They don't have the same vibe cuz they don't have the same vibe. They obviously weren't at the state that they wanted them to be in when the albums came out or else they would have been closer to being on the album. We would have had a recorded version that was from that time frame. Yeah. Um I've got it. To... all right, so I know you're playing the Michelle Not... Gondry version yeah. of this video. Yes. I have to block
1: it. It's too interesting. I can't <laughs> talk and see that at the same well, time. Um hurt um, the Eyes. It's a yeah it's yeah. a great video, Michelle Gondry video for the song. Which also is not what I would have envisioned. Oh, just because. Yeah. Okay, here's a little here's a little bonus. When Kid A came out and everyone was like going nuts about it back in those days, there was like Dapster and all these other resources. Yes. <laughs> and so there was a lot of desire to find new Radiohead or other Radiohead or hey, they recorded a yeah. bunch of songs and they didn't put them all on the record and so what happened was like people would bootleg tape Radiohead concerts and i heard a bunch of these songs like on amnesiac long before they came out officially there was a
0: different cut of kid a that got leaked on the internet was there not i
1: don't that's a good question i don't specifically I'm... remember that
0: I have memories of, maybe it was Amnesiac and not Kid A, but I have memories of boot downloading from Napster a copy of one of these two albums that had an alternate track listing with songs that didn't come on to the one released. Yeah. And I want to think that it was post Kid A, there was a different cut that got leaked. <laughs> so and, R- R- and... Ryan,
1: you may have got, so what may have, this is what may have happened. That all uh-huh. may be true and uh, okay. there may also be another explanation which is that people would put together these compilations of like songs they would just find on the internet and the compilations would get around. So for me, Knives Out, I have a very specific memory of hearing Knives Out for the first time. Tom York playing it acoustic as an encore off of this Kid A tour and that's how I heard it. Like that that's the first time I heard it. And we were all, like, just blown away. Like, I remember finding it, playing it, and this song became our, like, obsession. Because it's, like, menacing and beautiful at the same time. And this whole silly kind of operation, like, Michel Gondry take on it, like, even though it is sad, is not what I would have. Like, it's, like, a little too cutesy for me. It's beautiful, it's interesting, but it's a song where it's like knives out catch the mouse i don't know it's like a little more a little too menacing
0: oh, i enjoy the dread that it delivers yeah. in those lines and i really like when tom york gets a little dark with these things yeah um, if you'd
1: been a dog they would have drowned you at birth
0: yeah that's, that's
1: a line from the song
0: so all right it's not many people saying it but There have been people commenting about it on Reddit at some point. A person was asking if there was, if anyone else remembered a unfinished version of Kid A that came out early via Napster and a couple people confirming, yeah, I had it. There was some variation in the tracks. I seem to remember that happening. It could
1: be, it could be, man. It it also could be the Mandela effect. It could also be like, it was 20 years ago and my memory is hazy and... I was sure. doing copious amounts of different kinds of drugs. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I challenged, like, that, that like, my memory is really just generally hazy from that time anyway. But yeah. I did hear a lot of these songs on For sure. B- way long before they came out.
0: For sure. And, yeah, and um... I'm
1: sure also many computers got infected with viruses labeled as... Radiohead, new song. Yeah, <laughs> new song. Yeah, for sure. New song you've never heard, .mp3, actually. Yeah. .exe.
0: <laughs> yeah, .trojan, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting to hear both of these released as the same album. It feels a little bit more... Yeah. Does it feel a little, like, maybe more rewarding to hear them together?
2: Well, hang on weren't they weren't
0: they recorded at the same time but yeah that, but that's what I'm saying like they were recorded at the same time but they came out a couple years apart yeah yeah and to have them like released as the same album like this kid amnesiac release is it's a good feeling like it's, it's doing what I want to do anyway which is listen to the two together back to back. And now I can do that easier, just by starting this album.
1: Yeah, so. and, okay, how do you guys feel about this alternate Morning Bell take on Amnesia? I like
2: it! It made my... I'm pretty sure it made my cut, actually.
1: Huh. So, not original Morning Bell...
2: No, I I had both, I'm pretty you sure. You had
1: both. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, so, you have... No, you have the in the dark version. Oh. So, this is the Morning Bell on Amnesiac proper. And it's it recalls.
2: Don't you both this. have both of them?
1: No, I could have
2: so and I did.
1: So well, I'm pretty sure you both have both of them. Is this a third 11. morning bell that I'm not? So no. So listen, there's three morning bells on the record. Okay. Banger. Okay. That's there's three what I was... morning bells on the record, right? So there's morning bell on Kid oh, okay. A, and that uh-huh. has the drums, right? Right. That's the one with the drums, like. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. There's this version on Amnesiac, before Dollars and Cents, that is just no drums, a little bit more mellow. It also
0: has a little bit more like piano or bells towards more the end More
1: bells, yes. A little yeah. more precious. Then yeah. there's the morning bell in the dark version, and so both yeah. Jenny and I have original morning bell in the dark version.
0: I, I like the middle version as well. Yeah, like you said, a little bit more precious, a little lighter. Like, I don't know that that track needed to lighten up
1: any. <laughs> Do any of these tracks need to lighten up? <laughs> Can you imagine um, hearing any of these songs in, like, El- in an elevator or something? <laughs> one day, man. Don't worry,
2: it will happen before we die. You a- will step a- into Andy's an elevator in a- here. A- yeah. God, even worse, uh, a Richard Cheese lounge version? That seems so uh-huh. wrong. So wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the, uh, <laughs> Bob
2: York would just be, like, furious, just apoplectic, like... How dare you? The
1: Muzak version of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are there. Yeah. Well, go ahead. This Rob. is. Uh, no, doll, I was just going to bring
0: up Dollars and Cents because it seemed like an easy transition. Cause mm-hmm. It's so good. Like, like, a lot of the more accessible songs on here, I, I think, again, to bring into the rhythm section, like, the bass guitar ushers you into this, like, nice complex drum line and then his like kind of dreamy vocals over top of it just tie it all together. It's it's lovely like tracks like this it there's a little bit of dark there's a little bit of that kind of depressive sound but if you were to isolate just that bass line it's bright
1: like I think for yeah. me this song has interesting parts and interesting components. But it's for me like just barely there And I think very reasonably you could make the argument that many of these songs are like that, which is why I feel like this song fits. like it's it just doesn't like I don't know like it's for me at the end of the day it's just not as it's not as mem- it's not as, it's not as memorable like it just doesn't I'm not exactly sure what it is. These like long moments where you it's just like symbol right? writing the symbol and stuff like that. It's, it's, also, here's okay. Here's another thing. Do you feel like I, so? According to Wikipedia, they said that they just split. They decided, hey, we're just gonna split these. We're gonna split this into two, okay, and that's it, right? We're just gonna have one. We're not gonna release them all at the same time. They we're thinking maybe doing a double album, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I feel like no matter what they say no matter what they say like they must have chosen some of the more memorable songs for Kid A. No I don't more-
0: know. I stand on the like they, Kid A was a little bit more experimental Amnesia kind of brings it back down and it makes it approachable a little bit. Okay. Like, like I feel so I think about the more like broken down parts of dollars and cents in the same way I think about the free jazz closing to the national anthem. Yeah. And I think the difference between the two is the national anthem starts as like an accessible kind of popier melody mm-hmm. and devolves into chaos. Yeah. And this song ebbs and flows in and out of that chaos without it being traditional jazz instruments, it's still that like jazzy free kind of broken piece it just ebbs and flows back and forth in a way that like doesn't completely isolate the listener or whatever like it doesn't leave that realm of like traditional song structure by the end of it i feel like amnesiac was like all right so here's the little more traditional stuff but kid a was
1: what we wanted okay so here's something crazy it's Kid A sold more than 207,000 copies in its first week. It's, it's it's platinum. It didn't sell like crazy, but it's platinum. There was no music video, there was basically no radio play. And I think one of the arguments that I'm seeing here really is that this is like the proof of concept of the internet, like what, can, what the internet can do to create a big music star, right? This was never going to (laughs) work like in the traditional sort of venues that have been cultivated in like the 90s, like MTV and things like that. And that's true. You would have never heard any of these songs on the radio where like you would have maybe heard Paranoid Android on the radio? Maybe Karma Police?
0: Uh, you definitely heard Garment Police on the radio. I'm pretty sure you heard Paranoid Android on the radio. The um, Creep was a radio-friendly
1: track. Yeah. Then there were several others, right? So no chance of hearing... High and dry? No chance of hearing any of these songs on the radio. They were too abrasive, too like cold and distant, too weird-sounding for the time, certainly. It's so funny because at the time, like I remember listening to this and being like, wow, this is really unique. This is a super unique sound, a really cool sound. And now you look back and you realize that's a lot of groups that were doing stuff like this, including even like the Smashing Pumpkins and like pretty mainstream groups that were trying to play around with this sort of sound.
0: Can you scroll that Wikipedia page down just a little bit? It talks about Kid A being released, leaked on
1: Napster. It was leaked on Napster three weeks before its release. Yeah, and undoubtedly that's how I listened to it the first time.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a, it was crazy. Those was, was crazy times. I remember, I think I remember, like, I was in Morgantown. I think Katie came down to visit and with maybe with our friend Marie. Do you remember that, Ryan? And then she had this, She they came down to visit and she had this tape. And the tape had, like, a manto bean and all this other whacked out crazy God. shit. <laughs> and I had the burned CD of Kid A. I remember we listened to the Holy Hell out of all that stuff. Anyway, are there any other songs we really want to talk about? We actually haven't even gotten through all of Amnesiac. We're almost there.
0: Let's see. What were the track so
1: Do we want to talk about the new songs? The, if You Say the Word or I'm... Follow Me Around?
0: Yeah. I feel like we did.
1: Yeah. I think Follow Me Around's really good.
0: Like I said, the naked acoustic version of it is actually maybe a little bit more on untuned hmm. for the, the track. I like If You Say the Word. It's a nice... I, I, I think both of them sound like later albums. Yeah. Like, like In Rainbows or something. If both of those would have shown up on In Rainbows, it wouldn't have felt out of place yeah
1: yeah yeah i feel like that too they're both good size yeah so
2: i mean follow me around is 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 fine i don't know it feels a little too i don't know what's the word i want
1: repetitive simple
2: normal no it just feels very normal it feels un (laughs) and then it's very it's like when i listened to i think it was the Benz the first time and again, you have to remember that I didn't listen to these in order as they were coming out. I sat sure. down one day and was like, "All right, I'm going to listen to all of Radiohead." And I went through all the albums. And when I got back to the bends, I was like, "When the hell were they ever this normal?" And it turns out <laughs> they were. And that's that was kind of my reaction to follow me around. I was like, "Oh, it sounds so. It sounds so so basic. Ba- like is that, is that basic the word? was." I don't know it just sounds like any other band that was like around it's very like generic it's a good song but i think it just feels like not quite weird enough to be radiohead it's a little unsettling but man if you say the word was one that that after it took a couple listens couple listens into it i really grew to like that one a lot it's my favorite of the new ones for sure
1: okay
0: it's interesting to think about so alonzo and i came into this music on the heels of the Benz and okay computer albums that we both listened to your direction into this and into albums like the benz it's like by the time you spent time with radiohead they had more time in this space yeah than the other <laughs> space right. and for us we were expecting the other stuff and got kid a so like <laughs> Like that progression and experience is a very different thing because you you already get the radiohead that's super weird and electronic and atmospheric and experimental and strange. and we got like radio friendly radiohead that progressively got weirder, but this was like the acid kicked in. Yeah, well, like this was I didn't think the acid was working, and I took another. Hit of acid, oh, yeah. and now they've both kicked in. Whereas you're like, oh yeah, no, they've been they've been tripping for a while now. Um, turns out
1: when they don't trip, they have normal sound. See, yeah. okay, here's the thing though. I'm gonna challenge that. Okay, computer is normal. It might be normal compared but, to their other shit. The
0: ends is. The most normal, okay, yeah. computer is the bridge between what became Kid A and the Bends. There's a lot of tracks that are dark, but are traditionally structured rock and roll tracks. They have some. They have some alternative sounds that I think they bring in, but I think like a lot of that album was approachable for people who like knew Radiohead as the band that did Creep, whereas <laughs> Kid A is not. Like you can't go creep to kid A, at all, unless you're really right. wanting to ride all along.
1: Now you've got me yeah, looking like, at the at the track list of OK Computer. Good, I'm glad you pointed out. I was thinking about yeah. So like, like Karma Police, huge
0: hit, right? Like, yeah. no surprises. Lucky electioneering, climbing up the walls. I mean, like, these are all
1: beautiful songs. All beautiful
0: songs. But tradition,
1: more traditional rock and roll. Fitter, happier. They is are not. Fitter, happier is um, the
2: well. yeah, one. I think. I was just gonna say that all I remember, and you have to remember, this is my limited Milam experience. It was like during this brief period of time where we had uh, MTV, mm-hmm. was when Paranoid Android the music video was getting played nonstop, back yeah. almost back to back, and that one. I feel like, or at least in my experience, that was what was highlighted, and that that felt okay. Like I can tell it's it, it's Radiohead, but like it's moving into that ter. It's starting to edge into that territory. It's getting weird. Things are getting weird now. But the rest of the album doesn't necessarily like Karma Police feels very standard. It's a, it's a standard rock song. It doesn't have that that Tom York is unsettled feel to it yet. <laughs> the
1: lyrics, but the lyrics. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't but, even know what they are. That's the This, is what, right. I don't this know is what
1: right. you get.
2: This
1: is what you get. The mess with it's, us.
2: It's not even the like the song like musically doesn't even feel that upset. It feels very it's very calm.
0: And and Karma Police I would argue got as much if not more play than That's Paranoid, like Paranoid Android. Yeah. And you're right like fitter happier is I, for me, like this, like "Fitter Happier" is the standout. Like we're starting to play with some weird stuff, track. I, but yeah. in terms of what was playing at the time, I think people were accustomed to getting like a track on an album that was like a skit or <laughs> like like just a weird thing that someone did for two minutes. And yeah, "Fitter Happier" was there, but I guarantee you, teenage me skipped over "Fitter Happier." when he listened to this album more than he listened to Fitter Happier because huh. the rest of it was a rock album. Like it was a little strange in places, but Fitter so, Happier was the weird the weird one out for me.
1: Yeah, no, don't confuse that I'm saying that it's it, it Kid A was definitely like a step way forward. But I have to admit I think OK Computer's probably still my favorite Radiohead album and it's like I have, close close second would be Kid A I think probably In Rainbows is probably the next one probably The Benz I, is like soon thereafter that
0: I, I relish like I have the okay computer sheet music and I have In Rainbows sheet music at the house because if I want to pick up the car, guitar and noodle around those are the most accessible for my level of guitar skill <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: but yeah yeah The Benz great but King of Limbs is such a cool fucking album.
1: Yeah, it is a cool record, too. In yeah.
0: Rainbows. The second disc of In
1: Rainbows is fucking really cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really I love do, In Rainbows.
2: I do like it. I, I do when I listened to In Rainbows when it came out. That's when I actually did catch on time. And I did like it. But I think that... And I'm not sure what this says about me or how I feel about this statement, but it's true. That I think if I'm really going for the album that has the most songs that I like the, the strongest... Right now, at this point in time, that's probably Moonshaped Hole. And King of of Limbs is right behind it, but it's like one I love as much, but I would put on if I were like really just feeling, really feeling like getting weird. They're different feels.
0: All right, I'm gonna infer something from our conversation. Sure. Uh, we can all agree that They're There is, or not There, Held of the Thief is, it's yeah, not, I, I was it's not amazing, but I've, I've never
1: come back to it, honestly. I, I don't think I, I've ever I, come back to it.
0: I'm not driven to. I, yeah, it's, sure. it's not that it's bad. Like, I can put on their entire catalog and put it on shuffle, and when songs from this come on, like, 2 plus 2 equals 5 is really good. It's it Sit Down, Stand Up is good. And uh, I, have,
2: I had to consult yeah. my big radio list, and on it from that album are 2 plus 2 equals 5, which is a fucking, it's a banger. I love that uh-huh, song a yeah, lot. Uh-huh. It's a five-star song. And then I also have Go to Sleep, but those are the only two
0: so like I enjoy a punch up at a wedding and I enjoy Mixer Matosas as well but I find myself not really coming back to this album much at all and I'll be interested one day to figure out why like yeah. one day I will come back to it and I will figure out like what was a little different and why I didn't really dig into this album part yeah yeah.
1: But it's not to say it's a yeah it's I just I literally bad. I literally not come back to it I remember these songs like back in the day. I think I just remember being disappointed uh, like yeah, like I, giving I, it a I listen and being like wow too. this is an... and what it, it had okay it had a pretty it had a provocative title right this is when George W Bush was president it had a provocative right. title yeah, yeah. and uh, a little
0: outside of like what I experienced of Radiohead right like cultural cultural like references Direct cultural references feel strange for me.
1: It's also like, I know that the American president's like the default fucking, like, leader of the world, for better or worse. But it's also like a bunch of British guys. I don't know. Yeah. Can you talk about Tony Blair? He's plenty fucking <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just remember listening to it and being disappointed.
0: I The other album that stands out for me like that? Human After
1: All by Daft Punk. Oh, yeah, um, very much, very much hi. so. And it's weird because Josephine really likes Daft Punk, and so I have I give her access to all my stuff, and she really likes uh, Discovery, and she she likes some stuff from Homework. She doesn't love Homework very much, and she likes Random Access, and she's the thing about Human After All for her is just, like, the, all the songs sound the same. And I was like, the yeah. not all the songs sound the same is because they use all the same sounds in every song. And she was like, why did they do that? And I was like, I really don't know. I, I don't know why. And when we heard it, answer that question. Okay, when we heard that album, I remember I heard it the first time and it was one of those leaked online things, right? Way yeah. before its official release date. And when I heard it. I was hoping
0: it, it was a lie. I yeah.
1: I thought, this is a prank. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought this is not the actual album. This is it
0: felt like one of those moments where some dude like renamed or some band renamed their album to just right. get it out there. Exactly. And and then the actual official album came out and it was even more disappointment when you found out it was
1: Yeah, so true. yeah. I don't know if you remember in the early days of downloading when there wasn't like these like centralized databases of like track information and all this stuff and so you'd see oh hey like that bob dylan song like stuck in the middle with you and let's say bob dylan stuck in the middle like with you but, it, ver- but but it's not bob dylan it's, it's Steelers wheel it's just that yeah it sounds that guy's voice sounds like bob dylan and so yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they would labeled it bob dylan like you had all kinds of chicanery like that going on all the time like i don't know that i don't know if that's what happened with this record for me I, I remember a
0: similar feeling. I just remember, like, being excited because this was the album that wasn't recorded with all the others, with the last two albums because I knew they were recorded together at the time. And it was like, all right, cool. Like, now we get a new session's worth of stuff. They've this, been touring on this stuff for four years and now we get a new session's worth of right. music. And it was not that it's bad, it just it's just disappointing. It's, I think I build it up too much. It's much crazy. like the follow-up. To discovery. Yeah. I build it up too much and then it just let me down.
1: It's crazy. It sold more than Kid A in the first week, which is nuts. And it was later and this was already like way into. Uh, Hail to the Thief, you mean? Uh, so, yeah. And then the, the thing about In Rainbows was the release, right? The, in Rainbows was the first one, the first pay what you want. Yeah, yeah. Like, they,
0: had, they had a double header because this is the one that was released was this the one that they did the like Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve like live recording what's it from a basement on no, I'm thinking of that yeah yeah there's a so there's a live performance of one of their albums as it got released and it showed up on YouTube at it was like New Year's Eve or something really? yeah in rainbows from the basement I want to think that showed up, like, it says it was released in June 2008.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. But
0: I remember, like, the first version of one of the albums to come out that I heard, at least, was this From a Basement. It must have been In Rainbows. And it start to finish them playing, like, in a recording studio, but recording the entire performance. And it was exciting, like huh. it was the excitement that I thought I was going to get from *Hail of the Thief*, huh. and and yeah, it brought me back in the game in a way that I was.
1: Maybe excited. maybe it's because I probably paid ten cents for this record that <sighs> it, it made me feel good. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> As we said in the last episode, bad practice if you've got the money, right? But at the
1: time, we at the time have the money. no one had the money. <laughs> anyway. Do we want to try and rate this motherfucker? Sure. I I'm, uh, I can start. Okay, go go for it. Uh, for me, like, this is, I
0: don't know, this is a four-star album. This is, I like them being put together. I think being put together improves Amnesiac for me. I enjoy the stuff that's on the third album. I am, I don't know, maybe it's higher... It, it's great start to finish I, I don't want to put it down and I will listen to it and never end for weeks which is what I've done for the last couple weeks um, okay four, so yeah four this, stars. Is, this is a solid for me
1: okay hey by the way your free bird is natural anthem which I totally understand I feel that's that how I get the free bird one my free um, bird is kid a which is nice. what I felt was like the track that encapsulated what they were trying to do and the weirdness of what they were trying to do in the strongest most intense kind of way
0: okay that was still a song Thomas Chairman, has got the musical free bird
1: is you and whose army I love that song it's a good song that's a beautiful song I
2: think it because it's like the one that again like the lyrics really aren't but yeah. musically, I think it like it has that same kind of build. Although obviously, Radiohead are not doing any sort of skinner dish guitar solos. It yeah, builds it's too in bad. that way. <laughs> it builds in that way, and then it's like a cinematic, almost like the very theatric, like to the end. Yeah. And then that's the best I could do. I gave up on the sweater song. I, I tried, and I was like, I don't.
1: I was like, It's was like,
2: so many of them and none of them at the same time. And I'm just...
1: I was like, I packed like it. sardines, maybe, just because I don't understand the title and I'm not really sure what the fuck <laughs> that has to do with anything.
0: I'll be honest, I, I don't even understand what Sweater Song and Freeware divide into anymore. It, For me, the Sweater Song I put is, I might be wrong because I feel like it's one of the more accessible songs on these releases.
1: Huh.
0: Like, I feel like it's a really accessible gets stuck in your head stays yeah. in your head kind of song
1: I just look i'll tell you what my criteria is and but it, sh- it should not influence your criteria really this is like i choose your own adventure but like springboard
0: sweater song or what you make them
1: yeah exactly no my, my criteria for sweater song is there's some sort of spirit of it doesn't make any sense and, and or silliness and or purposeful confusion okay Bonus points if there's a spoken word piece. Bonus point. Uh,
0: uh, bonus points if there's other people talking in the
1: background. Exactly at some right. Point. Yes. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I feel
2: like that's hard to do for me with the Radiohead because Tom York has never been frivolous in his life.
1: The, um, yeah. Yeah. Get. Yeah. I mean, uh, pack like sardines. Like, get off my. He's. It. I thought it was like, a little funny because he's saying it in such a dispassionate way. Get off my sure. case! Get off my case! Like for me, it was like a little okay. That's as close as we're coming oh, to right. parody, right? You know? It
2: doesn't make it doesn't necessarily make sense, and it's hard to follow. But I have no doubt that like he meant something serious by <laughs> it. I just don't know what. You know.
1: And then for for me, Free Bird, like I, that one has changed, I think, over time. But for me, it's like, what is the song that if you had to pick one song to represent the whole album, what would it be? Like and. I think what it used to be, what it started out for me was, like, what is the the strong song about relationships? What is the strongest statement about relationships here? Because I think where this originated from was that I made the claim that Weezer's Only in Dreams was their Freebird. So it was like, there was like, there's Skinner's Freebird, which is, is, hey man, we're just going to have to split up, and that's just the way it is, (laughs) because... I'm Freeza Birds. fuck all y'all, I'm out. And then I'm gonna play this crazy ass guitar solo too. Just so, you know, check that shit out. Where Only in Dreams is this sad, sort of like, nerdy creep kind of vibe with this epic guitar solo and epic guitar part. And that was Weezer's version of Skinner's, like, statement. And that sort of mutated into what is the strong statement that represents the whole record? It's the most Radiohead song Radiohead Kid A song on this collection, and I felt yeah, like it was
0: good. Yeah, I think that's an interesting interpretation of Freebird. And I have to put that thought in in the future. For me, it's been <laughs> like, what's the song that like you have to hear at a live concert, and which one makes you hold up the lighter?
1: A live uh, concert. See, that's a song. good. That's a good. That's a good way to think about it. Because definitely Kid A is not the hold up the lighter. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like when it
0: gets weird in the the like jazzy jam at the end of uh, national anthem, I could see
1: myself. Right? Is there a Radiohead song where you fire up? Because like to me, the only if we're doing it that way, then it's motion picture soundtrack is maybe the only song where you're like yeah, like flashing the light or whatever.
0: Yeah, because that's more of a like slow kind of like we're in it together kind yeah. of motion. No. It's interesting to think about. So what's the? I guess like like if. The cell phone screen is the modern lighter. Oh, like, Jesus. what's the modern cell phone song represent? And is it just like popularity? Is it just oh hey you love this song? Here's a video of them playing it, and then it's just a sea of cell phone screens. Like, I
1: don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. And we were just at a big fucking music festival, so we should probably know.
0: To be fair, like, I'm not sure any of those bands are the kind of bands that cause people to like... Like, I definitely saw people recording things, but yeah. I can't remember what the, like, cohesive moments that brought that together for that I mean, was. I think they were like, just... Levitation hey, I, is a little outside of the norm, for yeah. sure. I,
1: was, I think it's just, hey, I really know that song and a bunch of people like it. I think more that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, I'm trying to think of like Dust in the Wind. Are there some yeah, other yeah. bands yeah. that are making, like, Dust in the Wind? Like, no! <laughs>
0: by the way, one last thing on Follow Me Around, yeah. and I know we're doing ranking. I like the effect he puts on his voice for this track. I think that, like, the, the phaser-style effect that's on mm-hmm. his voice throughout the entire track oh, the really, effect. like
2: oh yeah oh my god for a second i thought you said i like the fact that he puts on his voice and i'm like when the fuck did he take it
1: off <laughs> what have i missed i think packed pack like sardines he takes it off because he's basically oh, okay. yeah. mumbling that one yeah
2: yeah oh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. all right so who's
1: next who's, who's um, next on the album I, ranking
2: i will i don't know i i think that it's it feels hard for me to do this as one because i'm so like settled at this point with these as individual albums and and I and it's almost Kid A was what it was for me, and that didn't change upon listening to it more now. I pretty much have the same feelings about both of them, Kid A and M, music that I've always had. So I can't say that much changed, but it felt like listening to the third CD was reading the lore, right? That's, I guess that's like the closest <laughs> thing I could really... it it felt like necessary context and background to have and and i'm glad that we did this and there are definitely let's see if you say the word has become a a favorite that will go on my massive radiohead playlist Mm. and i think that morning the in the dark version of morning bell will too i think i've got i think i've got a, a couple things off there that are gonna make it on the big playlist and, and that's how you know that they were good. I really liked the version of Morning Bell that actually had the piano in it. I guess unsurprising, that that's probably predictable as shit of me. But I did like it. It was easier... It was easier to parse out with an... And that's just a shortcoming of mine. It, if I have an instrument to hold on to, that yeah. it makes it easier to anchor yourself and work around a song. I think that... It feels difficult for me to rate Radiohead albums much for the reason that we already talked about, which is that they're just, they're an entity that for me in every album has big hits, has total skips. It's always like a mixed bag, but I never come away from one. There's no album that has nothing on it that I love. There's something in every album for me. And so Kid A, I'd probably have to give like a three, five. I would give Amnesiac probably a four, two, five. And the whole thing together, I think, might bring the average down a little bit just because there's more songs on the third disc that won't make a cut that are like they were good to listen to, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back to that whole disc. So I'd say like on average, maybe shit, I don't know, four, three, seven, five, a four range for the whole thing mm-hmm. as an entity. Just because it, and it and I hate this I hate doing these averages, but there's gold in here. There's plenty of stuff in here that I pull out that make it to my list that, yeah. that are like five star songs. There's also just like a decent amount of stuff that I I pass. So it's yeah. it, it feels weird, but I <laughs> last thought and then I'm done is that I think the word I was looking for is norm like normie like the Benz was the normie of the group. Basic was close but not quite right. I think it's that Benz was the norm,
1: okay. the normal. Fair enough. Look, I I think you and I both share. Like, Pyramid Song is so fucking beautiful. It is so beautiful. Like, it's. And for me. Okay, I'll rate him. Kid A is a a five star album for me. It's an era. It's an era of my life. An era that I wasn't so happy about in just general mental health terms, but it's an era that I'm not going to forget and it's like an important part of who I am now. And And this was the soundtrack to that time. There's no doubt and I can't like deny that. And it's a good soundtrack. It was a little bit of a tough week this week and listening to these songs, I don't know if they were necessarily helpful, but they did. Put some things into context and connect me back to another time when things were like way worse, <laughs> and I was in like a way worse spot. So, A is five stars for me. I say amnesiac. I'm feeling like a three five three seven five, and then the two new songs. The two new songs I liked both of them a lot. I thought they were both really cool. I, I like follow me around. It it's weird. It feels like they're they're Almost, it's not, I'm not gonna say it's like their Wilco song, but there's like parts of it that almost feel like 90s alt country-ish. I guess you probably would mistake it for anything from then, but I really dig it. And I, yeah, I think I would agree. The whole thing, I would probably put four stars. It's also hard, right? Because it's like, these were recorded during like dark times, not just in my life, but like in music. Like this was like, this was still like, this was still the time of cds costing 20 bucks like this was still like it was still that era <laughs> and it was still like the time of like shitty bands that were big <laughs> they were huge like when did that santana collab album with oh, rob God. thomas they they all came out around this time
2: successfully forgotten that that existed and i don't appreciate so, you sorry
1: i'm sorry <laughs> but it's funny because we were like i was like there's this uh YouTuber, uh, called Pat Finerty, who he's from Philly, and he's great. He does a series called "It's What Makes a Song Stink," right? And uh, what makes a song stink? And it's if, if you watch YouTube and you watch music YouTube, there's a guy named Rick Beato who's like a yeah. He, he does a series called "What Makes a Song Great," and so yeah. he, he So this guy Pat Finerty is, is "What Makes a Song Stink." He's done. Train, Hey Soul Sister, if you remember that abomination. He's done Lenny Kravitz. He did a Kravitz Bowl episode where it was America. his cover of American Woman and versus his uh, song Fly Away. Is it, this was, notice that these songs were from around that time. This was a dark time. This is the time of Matchbox 20, of Third Eye Blind. <laughs> these were desperate mm. times. And so in the midst of this, in the midst of this landscape, musical, pop music landscape, this comes along and I almost feel like I gotta give it like more credit because it just, it's like in that, it's like in that Apple commercial, the Super Bowl commercial where it's all 1984 and people are like, sitting around like completely mind-controlled by the giant TV and then the like runner comes like the the woman that holds like that hammer and the spinning it around and smashes in the TV like Kid A was like that (laughs) like dead all of this shit and for that I almost want to give it I want to give it more four stars doesn't seem like enough but it just could have been a little did I need like untitled number two and and, like seven different versions of a bunch of songs nah
0: not really the one thing I'll say about the third disc of this is that if you dig through some of the like jazz re-releases where they have all the outtakes included and you get six outtakes from the same track, mm-hmm. like there's a point where it's oversaturation, right? Yes. Where I don't wanna hear the Beatles do Rocky Raccoon seven different <laughs> ways. I don't need that many versions. Yeah. Like for me, this third disc works as a here's Like you said, Toma, here's like some background material, right? Mm -hmm. Like here's some alt versions of these songs that are maybe a little earlier than what we released, but you can hear pieces of other songs. We put them together differently. Like you could tell they were trying to do something. And I think the versions that they came out with like work the best on the albums, like the versions that were dropped when the albums dropped. And having this third disc of material, is just kind of, the icing like do i want a little bit different do it it's interesting that the main track that repeats the most is morning bell and there are three versions there's a version on every album yeah it's things like that are an interesting release of back matter yeah whereas like they could just kill us with yep here's the recordings of all seven days we were in the studio you <laughs> yeah. can listen you can hear Johnny fart on this
1: one here's like, here's knives it, out but it's right. actually out knives and
0: yeah, yeah. It's like, like alternate like,
1: lyrics and yeah no. i
0: appreciate that we got the two albums in their uncut like original kind of like release material mm-hmm. And the third that's all. Oh, surprise. There's chocolate chips in this peanut butter sandwich. It's <laughs> oh, a gun.